We've been talking about gratefulness. And, and I, I, out of this gratefulness piece, God has birthed a piece now where we're looking not just at gratefulness, but we're looking at worship. That out of our gratefulness, worship proceeds from that. Uh, if you hear yesterday, I told you that if you're going to tear those walls down in your life, there's always a sound that precedes the move of God. And that sound is praise. Amen. Praise and worship. And, and saints, I know that some of you may have had a, some kind of week. <laughs> Amen. And I'm not just talking about at work. I'm talking about at home. <laughs> Amen. What I'm talking about, what I talked about last week, I talked about worship. And that I talked about the danger of worship. Amen. We talked about the aroma. We talked about the attitude. We talked about, amen, the action of worship. Amen. Uh, that stems from a heart, amen, of gratitude. If I'm grateful, come on somebody, I can praise him. If I'm grateful, amen, no matter what obstacles come in my way, I will not allow it to hinder my worship. Amen. I don't know what you're going through today. Amen. I don't know what's going on in your heart and your mind, but I will say this. Amen. It's real important that you pay attention to your worship. Amen. I, I told you that worship as entertainment always prevails over worship as service rendered to God. Lord have mercy. Amen. I told you about the art of worship. Did I not tell you about that? And then I told you that worship is about who? God. Worship is never about us. So you may have a preference. You may have a particular style that you like. But worship is about God. And listen to this. Not only is it about God. But worship reveals, you ready for this? What's in your heart. See, sometimes people come to church and they really can't lift their hands. They really can't lift their heads. They really can't lift their life to God or their voices to God because there's something going on in their hearts that's preventing them from worshiping. Are you with me? We can entertain people. Come on, somebody. And never see people transformed. Can I tell you why I got my breakthrough? In worship. I'll never forget it. One day I was sitting in the pulpit. And, you know, I used to be real embarrassed sitting in the pool. I felt awkward sitting in the pulpit. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I don't want to. You know, I just want to be off to the side. You know what I mean? You know, choir boy. You know, just off to the side for five heartbeats. You know, yeah, I always think about that. I don't know why I think about choir more. Just off to the side, you know. And, and I never forget my, I had so much going on in my life. Come on, somebody. I had so much happening to me. Right? And I felt overwhelmed. But at that moment, in that instant, as the choir was singing, as God was ministering to my heart, 
to the word of God. I just raised my hands and I, it, it's, it's crazy. At that moment, God showed me how powerful he is. And I began to worship. I, you know, I wasn't crying, but I was worshiping in such a way that God, it, it just, he knew in my heart I meant it. Uh, 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 let, let me show you, let me write this down real quick. I, I told you that worship is not about us, it's about God, right? Um, the, 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 the thing about worship is, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this, but <clears throat> remember Ecclesiastes? Remember that passage we did last week, Ecclesiastes chapter five? And I told you that you have to be very careful how you come in his presence. Right? I told you that uh, Ecclesiastes five says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give sacrifices of fools. For they consider that they, they, for they consider not that, that they do evil. It says, do not be rash in thy mouth and let thine heart be hasty to other anything before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Let your words be few. Right? That's what we kind of dealt with last week. But, but I want to say this. Look, notice what the writer says. And, and this is one thing you have to remind, we have to remind ourselves of. It's hard to kind of picture this, right? God is in heaven. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And we are where? On earth. God is where? In heaven. And we are where? On earth. So therefore, being in the presence of God, write this down somewhere, is a privilege. It's a what? Privilege. Amen. Listen. It's a privilege that you ought not to take for granted. Uh, when he says keep your, keeping the foot simply means to guard yourself or be careful, watch this, how you conduct yourself in the presence of God. Go to Psalm 122 real quick. And, 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 and you know, Sister William, you just kind of got all up in my message to me today. You know, just you just you just kind of went before me. Psalm 122, that's how I know the Spirit of God is in this room here, is in this church. Amen. Psalm 122. Watch this now. Now, now I, I've been there before. All right. Now, I'll just be very transparent with you. I've been there before where I just didn't want to go to church. Oh, I thought I had some money in my pocket. <laughs> I'm like, hold on now. Where that came from? <laughs> you know, you know the different, you know the money got different feel, you know. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, that paper. I don't need that paper. <laughs> what 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 is what 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 did the psalmist say? Hmm. Huh? Now, now, let me tell you what a song of ascent means. In the Bible, at, at this particular time, culturally, when they would go to the temple, right, there were steps that they would go up. I like, I like the fact that they went up to the temple. And on each step, they would stop. And they would sing a song. Can you imagine how long it take to get in there? <laughs> right. 
So these are called the songs of ascent. Oh, I wish I had you. Think about it for a minute. For every step, there's a song. For every step. Oh, y'all catching it. Y'all, somebody caught it. For every step. See, so rather than coming here all way down, <laughs> rather than coming to God's presence, you know, looking sideways, you, you see what I'm saying? Music gives you what? Joy. So when you think about how grateful you are, out of your heart and out of your mouth should proceed a song that precedes the move of God. Are y'all with me? And then you will start seeing the walls in your life come tumbling down. Can I say this to us today? You can go through this thing just routinely. Religiously. And it means nothing. But there's something about every step. There's a song. And look at David's attitude about coming into God's presence to worship, y'all. He says, I was glad. <laughs> How many are you glad this morning? Huh? I'm saying you're glad. Now, now watch what he says now. He says, I was glad when they. Now, I, now the day, I don't know who they are, but this is a good day. When they said to me, what? Let us go where? Let me say this to you. Being in God's presence is a what? Now, we stopped off last week. But here's the thing. It's a privilege. But when you come, you got to be glad about coming. He said, well, what's, 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 what's going on? I'm coming for him because I'm grateful for what he has done. All is not well right now. All is not good right now. I got some struggles that are going through right now. Got some issues going on. But why do I take it out on If anything, we should come in here worshiping. And I love what Sister Sister Williams said. She said, how you say it? She'd be jacked up getting here. But, but from the time she gets here, everything changes. Think about this, right? Stuff is going bad in your life. And you, I said this in Sunday's sermon, right? Watch this. And you're trying to take, it's Sunday, everything's closed. Call the 800 number. Then guess what you're going to get on recording. So you might as well come and what? And what? And praise him. Why? Because nothing's going to change either way. But David understood that I'm going to God. I mean, I'm glad. I'm, I'm just glad when they, it's time to go to church. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, why am I going to church? I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. I'm going to get a word. Amen. I'm going for fellowship. Amen. I may just be transformed 
Somebody got their breakthrough yesterday. Now, I, I think I think a lot of people got their break. I've been there, man. I've been there. I've been there. But what I realized is I didn't understand worship. But when I began to understand worship, David said, uh, Moses, remember I t- last week, go, go to the burning bush real quick. Amen. Where the burning bush at? Genesis what? Uh-oh. Let me see who. Let me see all my my seminarian students. Amen. Come on. Find it for me. Amen. Come on. 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 The burning bush. Come on. Come on. Come on. Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Come on. Come on. Read it for me. I remember we stopped here last week. I didn't have enough time to finish this. But but I want to say this. Moses, uh, David said, I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. I was excited when they said unto me, come let us go to the house of God. I don't understand. Sometimes we come into God's house sideways. Forgetting that we came to worship. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go ahead. Read somebody. Remember, Sister Rose was reading this last week. Now, Moses was what? Pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side, west side of the wilderness. (laughs) And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. See? 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 Horeb, the what? First of all, he's where God was. Why did they call it the mountain of God? So you got to know where you are. See, in order for you to get into worship, you got you to gotta elevate. <laughs> you got to leave the earthly realm and you got to go up. You got to go to a higher altitude. Boy, y'all going to make me jump and shout and do something up in here. Amen. You have to elevate if you really want to worship. So I, I come here today to tell you I want to worship today. Amen. I want to worship today. Why do I want to worship today? Because I feel like going higher. And when we come into the presence of God for worship, that's exactly what we're doing. We're elevating. He says he went up to the mountain where? He came up to the mount, to Hebron. Uh, the uh, Horeb, I'm sorry, Horeb, the mountain of God, the angel of the Lord. See, you never know what may happen when you elevate. You may have a supernatural encounter. Lord have mercy. Does anybody here need a supernatural encounter today? Come on, somebody. I need a supernatural encounter. And just in case you're looking for a supernatural encounter through an angel, the Bible calls the pastor the angel of the house. I wish I had somebody. So therefore, you've already have an encounter. And now we're going to go to God's word so we can find out what he says through the angel of the Lord. Do I have a witness? Watch the text. Watch the text. Text says the angel of the Lord appeared to him in, in what? Lord have mercy. In a blazing fire. Listen, I'm fired up. 
The angel of the Lord appeared to him where? In a blazing from the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. You can't have worship without the Holy Spirit. You can't have worship without the word. You can't have worship without giving either. Watch this now. He had an encounter. And this encounter with this angelic being, his eyes behold something supernatural. Uh, in our worldview class on Thursday night, we're talking about a Christian worldview. We're looking at all the other worldviews. A worldview is the lenses by which you look out and you see life. So if you have a, if you're an atheist, if you're agnostic, uh, if you're a Christian, then you see things through a certain lenses, right? If you're a Marxist, then you see it through a certain lens. But with the Christian worldview, we were saying, we were talking about logic. How do you test a worldview? It has to be logical. Now this is not logical. But watch this. But it's recorded by the Holy Spirit as an event that actually took place. Now watch this. Logically, I'm trying to make sense of it. But it won't make sense if you're not in the spirit. You can't try to explain this to an unbeliever. Because for an unbeliever, you may have to be the burning bush. Lord have mercy. So that they can see a physical manifestation of what God can do to a person who used to be in the club. Come on, somebody who used to worship the enemy, who used to have a broken life. But now this person is on fire for God. Do I have somebody? And can I tell somebody something this morning? I want to be that burning bush. When I come into worship, I don't longer want to come into worship with my head. With my issues, with my circumstance, we're going to have people problems because there are people in the church. Hello, somebody. But here's what we got to learn. We got to learn the power of what? Forgiveness and forgetting. Watch this. Watch what he says. You know, I dealt with that for, th for 13 weeks. Watch, watch what he says. He says, this right here is not logical. But it's the things that look Different. See, when you come every week to worship, you got to get a different look at the sanctuary. You got to get a different look at, at the word. You got to get a different look, you follow what I'm saying, at the atmosphere that you're in. Because God is trying to reveal something to us while we're worshiping. Are you following me? He says, the bush was burning, but it wasn't consumed. But watch the text. Text says, so Moses said, uh, Moses said, man, I must turn aside now and what? 
That's what Sister J was saying. She's like, man, all hell and broke loose. Listen, just getting here some days is a struggle. Anybody with me? Just, just, just getting, just, just getting mind. The mind starts. But the question is, have you seen something here that's so marvelous that you want to see it again? Do I have somebody? And, and, and watch this, watch this, watch what he said, watch what he said, watch what he said. Marvelous. Why is the bush not burnt up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the, uh oh, from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come. Remove your what? From your what? Here's the here's thing. We have to be careful as worshipers when we come into his presence because we're standing on holy ground. This place has been set apart for holy purposes. And ever since we've been here and even over there, wherever we go, it's been set aside as holy ground. Guard your steps when you come into the house of God. That's what he was saying that we recognize that in worship that you are literally standing on hold. You got to take your sandals off. You know, you know what taking your sandals off means? Leave the world out there. Leave your worries out there. Leave your pain out there. But watch this. Don't pick it up when you leave. Because when you step on holy ground, it starts with your reverence for who you're worshiping. And then reverence Amen. For for the articles and, uh, 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 and when I say articles, I'm thinking about the temple. Okay, when they went up to those, when they went up those steps and they went into the temple, they were very mindful. Saints, we live in a day today where people are not mindful. They think we just come into church. See what I'm saying? But no, you're not just coming to church. Now, here's the thing: when we say Remove your sandals. You have to also remove the things from your heart. Confession is good for you. Surrender, restoration is good for you. I always used to say this. If you keep coming to church week after week and you never, you know, month after month, year after year, and everybody else, you know, I'm talking to my leaders now. Okay, and you 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 always doing something in church, but you don't never come down the aisle. 
yourself to say, God, I, 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 need, I, need, I need some restoration. How long are you going to keep going on without examining yourself and saying, you know what, I'm broken. Pastor, I know you want me to be strong, but I'm broken. Come on, somebody. I know you want me to be real, but I'm broken. And I need prayer. I need some prayer today. I, I, I got some pain in my heart. I want to come into God's presence and I want to worship him. The reason I haven't been looking right is because I got some stuff going on. But I want to be able to release those things to God and worship him. Listen, there's nothing like being free to worship. Free. Just listen, I know things are going on in your life. But can I tell you something? Those things, I was sharing with a couple I was counseling the other day, and I said to them, I use a lot of stuff from counseling, you know, from my counseling classes. And I said to them, I said, at this particular time in life, what we do, here's how we, ended, here's how we end up where we do when we have problems. We shift our worship. People begin to worship their problems rather than worship God. Right? So in marriage, it's a husband and wife worship issue. You're worshiping your wife so much that she lets you down. Or you're worshiping your husband so much and she and he lets you down. And then if it's not both of you, it's the problem at hand. And the problem becomes the centerpiece, and we can't let the cent- let that go. And so rather than giving it to God and worshiping God, we worship the problem. Every problem, I said to my students on Monday night, every problem is a worship problem. Every problem. There's nothing wrong with dealing with the problem, but when the problem starts overpowering you, where all you do is think about the problem. Come on and help me, somebody. Amen. What, what, and it consumes you. And when it consumes you now, it becomes your what? Worship. And when you come into, to the house of God to worship Him, you can't even worship. How many been there before? Well, you just, I mean, seriously, you can't even worship because you're thinking about boo boo what boo boo did and you're thinking about man, the bank account, they just, they just debited me. I don't know where that, ha- how that happened. And you know what I mean? You just, <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. You're trying to figure out how they debited, but it was you that gave them the card number. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, just things that just start happening in your life. And then your mind is so wrapped up in that, that when you come, you can't focus on what you really came to do. I know you're grateful, but your worship does not show that you're grateful. Oh, Lord. Come on, somebody. Watch this. He says, what verse is that? Five? Six. He said to him, I am the what? The God of who? The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, even the trickster. God is a graceful God, man. Then Moses did what? Why? 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 Some of us come, we ain't got no shame. I'm talking about this. 
just ain't got no shame, man. This, man. But when you step on holy ground, when you open those doors and you come down that hallway, every room you go into, just remind yourself, we are standing. You see, you have, you have been you have been in churches where people fight. Anybody ever been in a church like that? Shoot, man, I've seen that stuff. Like, dang, what happened? I mean, they fighting on they, they don't even like seriously. You know, I think you went to some situations, right, in church, right? When you were a cop, right? You had to go mediate at the church because the pastor and the deacons fighting and the choir fighting and choir people taking off their braids and I mean just just a whole bunch of stuff happening. <laughs> Seriously, they take out their eyelash, they ready to go. <laughs> How can you have a pugnacious spirit in church? <laughs> now, now let me tell you something. Let me, let me, let me. Uh, now nah, I ain't gonna tell you that. Let, let's keep reading. Here's the thing. It's important how we act in God's presence. Go to 2 Samuel chapter 6. How many minutes I got? Oh, shoot. Y'all is wrong for that. For real. Second Samuel chapter 6. This is David, right? David, David lost his mind a few times. Seriously. You know, can I tell you something? Even the strongest of us can lose our minds sometimes. Even the more most mature. And David was a worshiper at heart. But let me tell you something about David. David loses mind, man. David starts stepping over his boundaries. And he starts forgetting. See, you know why? Because he got wrapped up in sin. And when you get wrapped up in self... Hello, somebody. Amen. You don't see your sin. Because you think everybody else is. But you. Look what he said. Somebody read for me. Real quick. In three minutes. Good Lord. So, the, so does everybody know what the Ark is? The Ark of the Covenant. Anybody? Okay, inside of the Ark, the presence of God resided in there. But there was the Book of Mo- there was the Ten Commandments, and there was also the staff. Okay, so but primarily the Word of God and the presence of God. So wherever the Ark was, the presence of God was. All right. So, so think. Oh, Lord Jesus. Wherever the ark was, the presence of God was there. What was in the ark? Wherever the ark was, the presence of God was. You go all week long and you put this on the dashboard of your car, thinking it's going to protect you when you drive it. But you don't never pick it up and bring it inside your house so the presence of God can be where you are. But how you handle this is real important. 
So David got beside himself a little bit. Keep reading. Cherubim, right? Notice they put it on a new cart. In other words, they were handling it what? They were being very careful how they were handling it. Watch this. Abinadad. Abinadad. Uh huh. Right. Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Keep reading. I got to get to my point. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing. Just keep Because I already know what's going through y'all buying. These are colored people. Keep Keep reading. Meanwhile, David, David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord at all times In other words, they were what? They were praising. Caught listen, the ark wasn't there, but they were they were they were had to pray. They were going listen, watch this. The word was going forward, but they they went before the word with what? praise in other words they they were celebrating the fact that they were in the presence of god again because the 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 ark of the covenant had been at this house abinadab house for a long time watch this because the temple was torn down so david now is doing what david does hey he was celebrating where before the lord all right Read on real quick. Uh-huh. Read on. Yes. He reached out toward the ark of God. For the what? Uh-huh. And the what? Uh huh. For his what? For his what? Irreverence. And he died there. See, he felt like the ground wasn't good enough. But that wasn't his place. You had to be purified, sanctified, and set apart to handle the ark. And sometimes we're doing the right thing the wrong way. Sometimes we're doing the right thing religiously, but we're not doing it according to the way God wants us to do it. And it's really irreverence. The way you handle each other. Hello, somebody. The way you handle the word, the way you handle the man of God, the way you handle the church of God, the way you handle the sanctuary. If you don't handle it right, it's irreverence. See, we have to get back to what we what God wants. And he wants us to recognize that he wants us to think about him in a different realm. That he's holy. And that when you handle him and the things of God, you handle it with reverence. 
Listen, I always say this. If you're going to usher, usher like you're doing it for God. If you're going to preach, preach like you're doing it for God. See the danger of preaching and you don't have the right tools or the right structure. You know what I mean? I'm just saying you're handling the what? Now, I know I could just pick up the Bible and just start talking about it. But God was concerned about what? The irreverence. Now, you would say, oh, he was just trying to catch it before it fall. One commentator said many years ago, I read this. He said, what made you think that the dust, the dirt that it was going to fall on was unholy? If it would have fell on the ground, the ground would have became holy. Yes, almighty. But sinful man who grabs it, whoo, see what I'm saying? There's a difference. But when it fell to the ground, the ground would have became holy. When you put the word in your life, when you put the word at your house, when you put the word in your marriage, when you put your word in your kids, it becomes holy.